recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Zed Games at 4ZZZ. You're listening to Zara, and with me in the studio is... Hazel. Oh, whoa, whoa. A new, a new voice? A new name? What could this mean? It means I have a guest in the studio with me tonight. And it's a very exciting episode because we're going to be talking about... Pretty much just uh, D&D. Um, so, get pretty hyped for that. Are you hyped about it, Hazel? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Don't you believe me? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Um, but we've also got... All right. So, let me just uh, lay out the evening's plans, okay? So, we've got gaming news. And it's pretty... It's pretty it's pretty spicy, if I do say so myself. Um, I don't say it. Elliot does. Um, and we're going to be talking about our favorite D&D moment as DMs. Just very exciting, very funny, a little bit goofy. Might be tragic. I don't know. I don't know what Hazel's story is. I know what my story is. Um, and it's, you know, it's something. You should uh, listen to it later. And after that, we've also got an, a crash course, a crash intro to DMing. So if you're thinking about becoming a dungeon master... I am. You're thinking about it. Thinking about it. Oh, then you might want to stay tuned in. Yeah, I will be. Uh, but for now, let's listen to some news. This week in gaming news... Activision Blizzard strikes $18 million settlement with US Employment Watchdog. Less than a day after the federal lawsuit from the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the $18 million settlement, subject to court approval, will be used for payments to employees who have experienced sexual harassment, sex discrimination, or retaliation while working at the California video game publisher. Any remaining funds will be split between charities that advance women in the video game industry or promote awareness around harassment and gender equality issues, Activision Blizzard have said in a statement. This settlement is separate from a lawsuit filed in July by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing against the publisher. Microsoft launches cloud gaming in Australia, Brazil, Japan and Mexico. After several months of testing, Xbox Cloud Gaming has been released in four more countries, expanding the service to 26 in total. This service allows members of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to access over 100 titles over the cloud, meaning that you can stream titles such as Gears 5 or Sea of Thieves on something as simple as an Android or Apple device. No hardcore gaming PCs or consoles required. Catherine Gluckstein, Microsoft's head of Project xCloud, explains... Since cloud gaming is powered by custom Xbox Series X consoles, that means these games being played by an Xbox in the cloud, bringing faster load times and improved frame rates to the gameplay experience. PlayStation introduces a new feature, Game Trials. 
Sony has introduced an interesting new feature this week in the UK, offering time trials on selected PlayStation 5 titles. At this stage, only two games, Death Stranding Director's Cut and Sackboy A Big Adventure, are included, allowing players five to six hours to try them out before making the decision to purchase. The feature is limited to PlayStation 5 users and can only be used once per account per game. Should this feature make its way to our shores, there is one problem. The trial starts when you click download. Given our average internet speeds, that could pose a problem for some gamers. Upcoming games this week. October 7th has Age of Darkness Final Stand, Far Cry 6, The Lightbringer, and Moonglow Bay. October 8th has Knockout Home Fitness, Lego Marvel Superheroes, Metroid Dread, Tetris Effect Connected, and the new OLED Switch. Book of Travels comes October 11th, and October 12th comes with Back for Blood, Disco Elysium The Final Cut, and Ori The Collection. That's all this week in gaming news. Thank you for that, Elliot. Um, So, uh, sort of another chapter in the whole Blizzard saga, uh, but I don't really want to focus on that. I really want to focus on the game trials thing particularly the fact that the trial starts from when you click download. Now, I don't... I... Well, I'm pretty sure the UK has better internet than we do. Um, I have been bullied mercilessly mercilessly about Australian internet from my UK branch of the family, which I think is a little rude. But what do you think about it, Hazel? Hazel? It's terrifying to me. Yeah. The idea of clicking download and then I have five hours. Yeah. You know, I I miss <laughs> I miss when trial game trials were like okay, you can only log in like three times. So then what you do is you never log out. You never log out. You never log out and you can just play the entire game. Just they can't stop you as long as your laptop or family computer doesn't uh, overheat and then die. Did you ever have demo discs? I did not, unless the ones that were like um, like those PS2 games, like you could, in the start menu, you could press a combo of buttons and they'll unlock like a little demo for another yes. game. Yes, I that sort of thing. I love those. Yeah. I especially love the ones where um, they accidentally included the entire game, which was accessible <laughs> because they kept... <laughs> the debug menu in and if you could figure out how to bring the debug menu you could access the entire game for free or for the cost of um the the original game that you just bought so times are changing um i don't like it it's strange unusual we've got cloud gaming now we've got you can play sea of thieves on your phone play sea of thieves could you imagine um, being on the train and you're just being a pirate on the way to work? I'm always doing that. Nice, nice. Um, I'm Zara at 4ZZZ. You're listening to Z Games. And with me here is Hazel. And Hazel has a story for us. Take it I away. Do. So I was asked to bring a story of my favorite moment, dungeon mastering in... Dungeons and Dragons. So this is from a campaign that ended last year. 
And it's the best kind of DMing story, which is one where I didn't have to do anything. Um, my players, my boys, they, uh, they had to save the world. And to save the world, they had to acquire the magic sword. Of course. Of course. But after they'd been through hell, they'd fought devils, demons, night hags, whatever, to get there. They get to the magic sword. And their magical guide tells them, if you take the magical sword, you won't be yourself anymore. It will wipe out your identity and you will be someone new. Okay. Shaped in the sword's image. Because this magical sword, believe it or not, belonged to an angel. Okay. Yeah. So the boys, they, they, this news is pretty heavy to them. They think about it for a little bit and they start to argue about what they should do. Of because course. this is, you know, we're asking one of the three of them to sacrifice themselves, basically. Yeah. And, you know, I don't remember who made the first move. But one of them just starts trying to grab it. Okay. Understandable. And then the other one is like, what are you doing? Understandable. Stop. Stop right now. And he doesn't stop. So he says to me, okay, I grab him. I try to stop him. And I say the favorite words of all DMs, roll for initiative. Oh, no. (laughs) And the boys just get into an all-out three-way fight over who gets to decide what's happening. They're using all of their crazy character abilities to beat the crap out of each other and in the end the one who comes out on top is the lawful evil noble son okay the spoiled little rich boy he takes it and sacrifices himself and becomes this beautiful angelic figure that saves the world wow what a what a what a turn of events! It's not what you'd expect from a character whose alignment has evil anywhere at it. But that's yeah. beautiful. Um, how were the rest of the boys? Were they just like they were in shock? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, understandable. I would be too, after um, having the fist fight and just like, <laughs> and then one of us just turns up and turns into a straight up angel and it's like, oh, okay, okay, cool. Cool. Um, classic. Um, I also have a very classic uh, story. <laughs> so this is from when I was DMing. Um, this was, oh, quite a few years ago now, but it really stuck in my mind. So let me paint you a picture. You are a guard rushing to defend a breach in the walls that protects the town from waves of attacks from ogres and goblins. They've managed to destroy part of the wall, leaving the town exposed. Help is on the way, but the danger is here right now. And then a small, odd group of adventurers arrive at the scene, just in time to draw the attention of the ogres and goblins that are currently threatening your town. It's a difficult fight. Goblins are numerous and wily, and ogres are huge, strong. The dwarven woman supports her party, 
The seven-foot-tall person sheds their human disguise and starts challenging the ogres with their bare fists. Another party member is here and there, assisting in casting spells. It's close, and the party is struggling. But with a spell cast that caused plants to fill in the gap in the wall and flaming fists of fury, the ogres are starting to back down. And then, at the edge of the forest, an elven ranger appears. She pulls out her bow and a baguette and launches the baguette at an ogre. Boom. Now the ogre is dead from a stale baguette. The party is cheering. The elf is victorious. And now the baguette has become animated thanks to a spell and is now the party's mascot. That is the power of good timing. A lucky roll on an improvised weapon and a bit of a dose of, sure, let's see what happens. I like to see this work. The battle is won, but the guard is keeping his distance. And I feel like it's important to note that the bread mascot uh, slowly degraded over the next day. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was not very pleasant. Um, now, I also have another story. This one is from Toby. And, well, so I want you to picture a group of adventurers in an I'm picturing. Um, they're hungover. They've managed to beat this huge fight. They're the town's heroes. They partied it up last night. As you do. They're hungover. They're having breakfast. Um, and then the town captain, the town guard's captain turns up to the inn while everyone is hungover and the elven ranger is trying to make breakfast. And the elven ranger thinks, now is a great time to flex my knife skills. So I'm going to throw it, throw my knife, in a very cool manner. And then the roll failed. And because of where she was aiming, the knife ended up in the captain's foot. And we all went to prison. And we later tried to burn down the prison cell while we were still in it. Um, ironically, the captain had arrived to give us rewards for saving the town. He did not give us rewards after that, which is understandable. These are all absolute classic stories. They're all absolute classic stories. And you, dear listeners, could have similar classic stories, your own classic stories. Every unique story is classic because it just is. Thanks to the power of Dungeons and Dragons. You're listening to Zed Games on 4ZZZ. I'm Hazel, and with me is Zara. Hello! I've got a special segment for all those people who want to DM, and I want more people to DM, because it's really as you'll soon find out, it's there's not that much to it. It's easy. It's easier than you'll think. So... If you heard of Dungeons & Dragons, then you're probably aware of the role of the DM, otherwise known as the Dungeon Master, the mastermind behind the game, the one who holds your fate in their hands, all-powerful, all-knowing, yada, yada, yada. Here's a secret. They're actually just another player. Take a moment to absorb that. The DM might be guiding the game, and they might be managing multiple characters, and they do know what's around the corner, but really, they're just another player. I'm demystifying that role now. 
dungeon masters don't know everything, they don't have all the rules memorized, they don't have everything planned out, and they absolutely do not have enough unique voices for every NPC your party runs into. (laughs) It's understandably a rather intimidating role, but it doesn't have to be. And hopefully by the end of Zara's very brief intro to DMing, you'll feel ready to take it on. Because really, you're already ready. You just need a bit of prep. So quickly, what is Dungeons & Dragons? It's a tabletop role-playing game where a group of people create characters, and using dice and modifiers you play as those characters, overcoming enemies, solving puzzles, and learning about the world you're in. It's a lot of fun! It can be as dramatic or as silly as you want. It can be a single session or a campaign that lasts years. And it's a collaborative experience, where all the players all contribute to gameplay and the story. It's customizable and unique to every party. But you need a dungeon master. They're the one who creates the setting for your party. They are in control of enemies and non-playable allies. They adjust the game as you play depending on the desired experience. And they often have a story that they want the player to play through. This doesn't mean the DM is in control of everything. They are also subject to the same rules that the party must abide by. If their big bad evil guy rolls badly and trips over a rock, well, they can't just say no and not letting that happen. Likewise, if the party turns down the wrong path that has loads of warning signs plastered all over it, end up and end up falling into lava, well, they can't really stop that. Every game is different, and every group is different. But you remember what I said about D&D being a collaborative experience? The DM may put you in a setting filled with vibrant and cool characters, and they may have a story they want to tell, but the party also decides on where they want to go, what they want to do, and will influence the story in their own way. That's not always the case. You might, you might want more of a party versus DM kind of game, which can also be quite fun with its own unique challenges. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is that people are having fun and they're engaged. So now that you know what the DM does, just how do you DM? Depending on your group and the desired experience, outline a world. It might just be a forest with little villages in it. It could be an undersea city. Don't get bogged down by details right now. You'll need to create various characters. Some may be villains for your party to go up against, A lot of them might be allies, annoyances, just silly little guys. It's up to you. Think about your players and your goals, and create obstacles to challenge them, and helpful folks to nudge them in the right direction. This bit is a lot like creating characters as a party member, and for minor characters you can just have the most basic sheet with their stats and attacks on it. For more important major characters, making them is exactly like creating a party character. Feel free to flesh them out as much as you wish. Give them goals, strengths, weaknesses. For longer campaigns, outlining story beats is helpful for me to do up front. And then before each session, I will flesh out that beat. I'll give my players a quest or two that will either move them through the story or act as a way to round out their experience. How do I give them that quest? I might simply say, This ragtag group is on their way to defeat an evil wizard who has been terrorizing the local population. What will they do? It can be that easy. Often, though... You'll give your party a handy inn nearby with an innkeeper who knows about everything and everyone, and we'll have a quest or two on hand. It's a bit cliched, but it works, and it's nice for your party to have a home base and an NPC who welcomes them. And finally, make a map! Will your party be going through a dungeon filled with traps and dangers? Or a swamp where one wrong move will have them walking into the jewels of a monster? You'll want to make a map. It can be crudely drawn, it just needs to be clear. So then your players can more easily understand the space they're in. You don't need a map for everything, like the long, boring walk between towns. But for anywhere where having a space visualised will be useful. 
and keep a couple of pieces of grid paper nearby for those unplanned fights. It doesn't sound like a lot of prep, right? And here's where I reveal the biggest secret for DMs. It's all improv. Think about it. You can't predict what your players are going to do, who they're going to talk to, where they're going to go. You can make them a super clear path, but they may decide to just slash their way through the forest. They might decide that they need to help a little girl find her pet dog, or they might want to try to seduce the innkeeper. Give them some space to explore and do their own thing. Improvise as you go, and when you need to give them a nudge, then have a messenger run up to them with a request for help. But what about when you're playing through the session and your players ask if they can do kickflips off the back of the enemy ogre, but also they want to convince the ogre to let them do that? What skill check is that? What numbers do you need? You didn't prepare for this. You're feeling the pressure. Is it persuasion or acrobatics? Both? Don't panic! Here is my other secret. You can just Google it. Look it up in the handbook. Consult a cheat sheet. Or you can even just go, this sounds right, does that sound fair? And make a decision. It's fine. You can't know everything. And it's stressful being put on the spot constantly. Some DMs will have a rule of cool, where if a player proposes something extremely epic, then you'll do what you can to make it work. I like the rule of keeping momentum going. It's more important to keep the game moving than it is to make sure that every single move is perfectly legal. It really doesn't matter all that much. It doesn't mean just do whatever you want, but you can just use your best judgement. And if it sounds fair, then your players will be fine with it. Let's keep this fight going. And finally, you don't need to create this perfectly unique, epic, homebrewed story with your own language and tons and tons of details and lore. You can just find an adventure or a campaign that someone else made and use it. There are adventures specifically for new DMs that will give you all the information you need for a successful session, gently teach you, and give you advice as you go. You can still put your own spin on it, introduce customized puzzles for that one person who is really good at moving tile puzzles, and make a friendly wolf character for your party to adopt. It's all fine. So let me just recap. The DM is just another player, just with a lot more paperwork. The DM does not need to know everything, and they don't need to know all the rules. They don't need to plan for every possible decision the players might make. You can just improvise. You can just make up reasonable rules. Or make a decision based on your own judgement in order to keep the game moving. You can use pre-written adventures, maps are very important, and finally, have fun. The party should have fun, but the DM also needs to have fun too. You're all playing make-believe. It's not that serious. If you want some handy-dandy links, I'll post them to at ZeddyGamesAU on Facebook later this week to help you become the best DM you can be. All you need to do is start. Now, the DMs at ZGames plus Hazel, um, we have a piece of advice to give to any new DMs out there. So Hazel, what is your advice? My advice, much like you said, is... Prepare all of the things that you think you might run into. Prepare some enemies that might be around, some people that the characters might talk to, a map of the area. Do not try to plan the story second by second, because your players will do something insane. And it it will just all get thrown out halfway in, every yep. single time. <laughs> yep, and a piece of advice from Toby... Try have a session zero where you talk to all your players and you ask what they love about D&D and what they enjoy in media and try to hit something for them every game. It doesn't need to be a lot. It can just be 
a little puzzle that you know that that one person's going to enjoy add a little mission that you know will appeal to someone's strategic interests just a little something for each player and that helps keep them engaged throughout the session um i think i already said everything that i need to say during my crash course and it's actually time for us to say goodnight and goodbye yeah we've got to say goodbye we've got to say goodbye it's been a wild ride it's been a it's been a wild ride we talked about D. we talked about what our D parties did uh we talked about dming um all exciting stuff and now we've got to say goodbye how do you how are you feeling hazel good 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 you are you happy that you got your story about yeah your, about about your boys out there yeah i'm yeah. glad everyone could hear it i'm really glad that i'm trying not to think about how many people are listening yeah um really there's only just you and me um this is this is an empty room yeah all right um so it is t- it is yeah it is time for us to say good night um you know what listeners i love you i love you too good night good night thanks for listening to zed games if you'd like to listen to more check out our podcast on spotify or follow us on social media at zedd games au see you next time, time.